Hey everyone, my name is Eric Escobar, and I'm the Tech Talker. There was a lot of talk last week about certain terms that I brought up when talking about the power wall, namely kilowatt hours and AC and DC currents. And if you haven't heard my podcast on Tesla's new power wall, feel free to check it out in the show notes of today's episode. Hopefully, I can demystify these terms and a few more to make electricity a little bit easier to understand. This episode of the Tech Talker is brought to you by Casper an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price because everyone deserves a great night's sleep. Get $50 off any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash tech talker. That's casper.com slash tech talker and simply enter promo code tech talker with no spaces. First, let's talk about voltage, current, and resistance. Picture a garden hose. When you squeeze the nozzle, a jet of water comes out. The water coming out of the hose can be compared to the electrons flowing through the wire. If you put your hand in front of the nozzle, the water will push against it, depending on how much pressure is in the hose. This pressure is the same concept as voltage. Voltage is the pressure pushing the electrons through the wire. Current, which is measured in amperes, is the rate at which electrons flow through the wire. This is similar to the amount of water coming out of the hose. So how do all of these relate? Let's again take a look at your garden hose. If you take the nozzle off, you can get a lot more water out of it, but will have next to no pressure. In terms of electricity, this would be a low voltage, pressure, and high current. So we've covered current and voltage. The next term I want to discuss is resistance. Resistance is probably the easiest to picture. It's simply the resistance to the flow of electricity through the wire. When you add items such as a motor, light bulb, or other piece of electronics, the resistance is added into the circuit. Electricity is most dangerous when you have high current. However, voltage is also a factor. There must be enough voltage or pressure to overcome the resistance of the human body in order to do damage. Just picture staying in front of your garden hose. It would probably be uncomfortable, but as you start increasing pressure and the flow of the water, it will probably be more and more uncomfortable to stay in place. With these three terms, you've got something called Ohm's Law, which I won't really go into today, but basically current times resistance is equal to voltage. It's Electrical Engineering 101, and you can learn more by checking out the video I posted in the show notes of today's episode. It's basically a 10-minute video that'll go over what the basics are, how they're related, and how you see them on an electrical diagram. It's pretty cool if you're interested in that kind of thing, and it's a really good place to get started. Okay, now that we've covered the important terms, let's talk about DC and AC. DC stands for direct current, and AC stands for alternating current. Going back to our trusty hose example, DC matches up perfectly because the water comes out of the hose in one direction. AC works differently in that the flow changes directions. It would be like sucking the water through a straw and then blowing it back out really quickly. DC is used in almost all small electronics and is used in systems like your car, phone, laptop, and batteries. AC is used in power transmission because it transmits electricity more efficiently over long distances. Now, there are also some specialty systems that do transmit power with DC, but for general purposes, AC transmission is used for homes and businesses. When you plug your phone or laptop into the wall, there's typically a big or small box attached to your power cord or that is plugged directly into the wall. This box takes AC power and converts it to usable DC power for your electronics. Oftentimes, the little power brick that you use for your phone or the larger one that comes with your laptop will get warm while you're charging your device. Alright, now let's delve into how power companies charge you for electricity. If you were to look at your energy bill, you would see that you are charged for the amount of kilowatt hours used, and this is abbreviated KWH. A watt is simply voltage times current. For example, your phone charger runs off of 5 volts, 2 amps. 
5 times 2 is 10, so 10 watts. Remember I mentioned the measurement kilowatt? Kilo simply means 1,000, or 1,000 watts. Charging 100 phones at 10 watts would take a full kilowatt of electricity. If you charge 100 phones for one hour, that would be one kilowatt hour. Now, depending where you live in the country, electricity can cost 10 to 40 cents for every kilowatt hour you use. That means if you charge those same 100 phones for one hour, it would cost you about 40 cents at the most. Let me list some appliances and their power consumption to give you a better idea. Your dryer uses at most around 2 to 4 kilowatts, followed by your hair dryer at around 2 kilowatts, your TV is about 100 watts, and your fridge is about 200 watts. If you multiply the amount of watts times how long the device is on, times cost per kilowatt hour, you can find exactly how much each appliance costs you to run. If you're really curious to see how much power each appliance uses, I've mentioned the device called a kilowatt before. You can plug this into a normal outlet and then plug in whatever appliance you want into it, and it will measure the amount of watts used. It's kind of cool to go around your house and see what uses the most power. This episode is brought to you by Casper. We're excited to welcome Casper as our new advertiser. Now, if you're not aware, they have awesome mattresses that are a fraction of the price of what you could get at a box store. And their mattresses are designed to provide long-lasting comfort and support. And now, I know what you're thinking. Okay, it seems kind of weird. You're going to buy your mattress online. But what would you normally do? Go to a mattress store, lay on a couple of them, and see which one feels best? Well, with Casper, you have a 100-day period to try it out. And you can easily buy it online, and shipping is free. You don't have to worry about transportation of getting it from a showroom or only trying it out for 10 minutes and hoping you're going to like it for the next 10 years because they have 100 days and completely free shipping. You can get a Casper mattress for $500 for a twin and $950 for a king-size mattress. Now, if you've been shopping for a mattress, you'll know that's an outstanding price. And you can save an additional $50 because you listen to the Tech Talker podcast. Just head on over to casper.com slash techtalker and enter promo code techtalker. That's casper.com slash techtalker and enter promo code techtalker to get this awesome mattress. Well, that's it for today. Be sure to check out all of my earlier episodes at techtalker.quickanddirtytips.com. And if you have any further questions about this podcast or make a suggestion for a future episode, post them on the Tech Talker Facebook page. And until next time, I'm the Tech Talker. Keep technology simple. 